Okay, man, let's let's roll up our sleeves and get into it. A lot of people, a, a, a bad form of procrastination, they say, is known as wanting to want to. It's a form of procrastination that allows a person to look good in the process of doing absolutely nothing. That's called wanting to want to. And one of the things I want everybody listening to understand is that you can always tell a procrastinator because he sets New Year's resolutions. Let me say that again. You can always tell a procrastinator because a procrastinator is a person who sets New Year's resolutions. So most people walking around the country today are walking around because they've been taught over the years to set New Year's resolutions. Do you guys know that the reality is a New Year's resolution is just another word for a procrastinator? That's all it is. So I want you guys to start thinking different. If everybody else is doing something, the first thing you need to do is check and make sure that the opposite of what they're doing is not a better option. Let me say that again. If everybody around you is doing something, the first thing you need to do is check and make sure that there's not a better option. Let me give you an example. And you guys know I'm really big into self-defense and martial arts. Let me give you a quick tip. Let's say there's a fire and everybody or shooting and everybody's just running rampant. Do you know that 90% of the people in any given area will go out the same way they came in? It's just human nature. In other words, if I came in through this door and there's a fire, I'm going to try to go back out the door that I came in. I'm going to ignore the fact that there are actually three or four other exits, but because I didn't come in those exits, I'm not even going to look. I'm going to retreat back to the door that I came in on. And that's how people get trampled. That's how people lose their lives. Because most people do what the majority of the population does. That's why I always tell people, especially people that have a home-based business, when they say, uh, everybody's doing it, everybody's getting in. Well, guess what? If everybody's doing it and everybody's getting in, then you have no competition. And in business, without no competition, then nine times out of 10, you can be out of business because if everybody's doing it, then it has no value. So whenever everybody is doing something, your first reaction should be, is there a better option? Successful people are successful for a reason. They just think differently. So if everybody in the world is setting New Year's resolutions, then you might want to say to yourself, wait a minute. The reality is a New Year's resolution is just another form of procrastination. Why am I waiting until the new year to set some goals and get some things done? What am I waiting on? That's very, very important. I said I was going to talk about wanting to want to, goal setting versus goal achieving, four stages of desire, and building endurance. I talked about wanting to want to. So now tonight I want to talk to you guys about goal setting versus goal achieving. This is important. Most of you guys are going to set goals, and that's fine. You've been taught that over the years to set goals, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm a big believer in goal achieving. So I want to give you guys some action tactics. I want you to write this down. Four action tactics for goal achieving. Here we go. Number one, you have to set clear goals in writing. Now, people miss this, but here's the reality. When you write your goals down, you activate five or six other sensors than if you just think about it. In other words, when you write your goal down, what you're doing is you're, you're using muscle memory over and over and over again, especially if you write your goals down daily. And after a while, your subconscious will start to switch. 
and go exactly to what you've been. It's called auto suggestion. Your subconscious will switch and go exactly to what you've been writing down daily because not only are you thinking it, but you're also starting to see it. And when you write it down, believe it or not, you start to feel it. So you activate four or five other sensors when you write your goals down as opposed to just think about it. So, so action tactic number one, you have to write your goals down. Everybody knows that, but I don't think a lot of people understand why that is. Now, under writing them down, I want you to ask yourself two questions. What am I intending to do and how am I going to do it? What am I intending to do and how am I going to do it? In other words, what's your intent? See, people miss this. There's a big difference between your mean values and your end values. Let me talk about that for a second when I say, what's my intention? If your intention, for example, is to get out of debt, believe it or not, you don't want to say, I want to get out of debt. You want to switch that and say, I want to create more cash flow. See, getting out of debt has a negative connotation. Creating more cash flow has a positive connotation. So your intent is to create more cash flow. So before you just start writing your goals down, I want you to ask yourself those two sub questions. What am I intending to do and how am I going to do it? See, your mean value is to get out of debt. That's the surface value. But your end value is to create more cash flow because the less money you have going to the banks, then the more money you have coming into your pocket. So there's, just a, there's a small switch that you have when you speak things from a positive standpoint of affirmation, affirmation usage, or a negative standpoint. There's a huge difference between the two. So that's very, very important. I want you guys to make sure you, you hear me on that. In other words, people say, well, would you rather drive a Mercedes or a Toyota Corolla? They're both cars, but it's the way the Mercedes makes you feel. Believe it or not, you're a lot safer in a Mercedes. The Mercedes costs more, not just because of the brand, but if you get into a wreck, that bad boy can turn into a, a, a pillow, all four sides, right? So what's my point? The mean value, M-E-A-N, your mean value is the Mercedes, but your end value is the security. Set goals that have a end value, not just a mean value. Your mean value is the surface. Your end value is what's going to keep you in the game for now and beyond. We talked about that last week because I don't care how you slice it. The future is now. So one, you set your goals. You set clear, concise goals in writing. What am I intending to do? How am I going to do it? When you answer what and how, dig deeper and figure out what it is that you're really asking for. When you get a big, nice home, did you really need all those bedrooms? Or is it the success that you feel when you set a goal and you accomplish it? We'll talk about that in a second. But it's your mean value that you're, I'm sorry, your end value that you're after. Your mean value will always come up first. Two, create a detailed plan of action for achieving that goal. You got to create a detailed plan of action for achieving that goal. Robert Kiyosaki always says the best, right? If you want something, let's say you want something like a car or a house, 
then that's the goal, but you now have to create the asset that's gonna get you closer to the goal. So if I want um, a mansion, then four houses, one hotel, right? Four houses, one hotel. So I want a mansion, but I'm gonna have my four tenants pay for the mansion. You see, that's how you gotta think about it. Whenever you want something, there's nothing wrong with having materialistic goals and dreams to achieve things, but as long as your assets are paying for them. So what is your plan of action that's gonna get you exactly what you want? If you're in network marketing, for example, and you're trying to climb the top of your compensation plan, and you have figured out exactly how many people you need in order to make that volume happen or in order to make that requirement happen. Well, if you need that number of people, now you got to divide that number, for example, by 10, and that's how many leaders you need to get a thousand people. And then you get 10 leaders by talking to 100 people. And then you talk to 100 people by talking to one person a day for 90 days. See, in other words, guys, goal setting is simple. Numbers don't lie. You set the goal and then you work backwards to figure out what you need to do on a daily basis to accomplish it. But a lot of you guys are in network marketing or any sales oriented position or anything goal oriented that can be quantified with a number. It's real simple. Set the goal. I need 100 people in my organization. Okay, I can't do it by myself. I'm not using leverage. So let me get 10 people first and then help each of them get 10. Okay, but in order for me to get 10 people, I need to talk to at least 50. Okay, how long will it take for me to talk to 50? That's at least two a day for 30 days. Okay, that'll be right around 60. All right, so now I set a habit of two people per day. I can't miss my goal if the math says two a day is 60, 60 will give me 10, teach everybody how to talk to two a day, 60 will get them 10 and you'll end up at 100. It's simple. So you gotta start setting goals that have a detailed plan of action attached to them. People just say, I'm gonna hit so-and-so, I'm gonna hit this and I'm gonna hit that, I'm gonna hit platinum, I'm gonna hit blue emerald, I'm gonna hit double ruby. And you're not gonna hit anything because you said the same thing last year. What's the plan you have attached numerically to that goal? Three, here's a big one. When it comes to goal achieving, now we're not talking about goal setting, we're talking about goal achieving. Three, set priorities. Ask yourself this question every day, guys. What is the value of my time right now? That's very, very important. You gotta set priorities. Ask yourself that question. What is the value of my time right now? Okay, a lot of people miss this. When you realize that time is in fact money, and after a while, you start understanding that a lack or people who waste your time actually take money out of your pocket because your time is money. Then you'll start to understand why wealthy people don't have a lot of time for nonsense. See, a lot of you guys haven't really sat down and figured out how much you are worth per hour yet. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm telling you guys, once you figure out, okay, I want to be worth, and I want you to think about this for a second. I want to be worth, not what you're worth now, what you want to be worth. I want to be worth $10,000 a month. That's how much my time is worth right now. Now, all you got to do is figure out right now what $10,000 a month is per hour. 
Now, every time somebody wastes your time, I don't care if it's 15 minutes, they just wasted a couple of thousand dollars as far as what the goal that you're trying to get to, which is $10,000 per month. Now you start seeing why you won't let people waste your time with frivolous phone calls, frivolous meetings, complaining and whining, circumstances, because now you know how much you are worth. So now people are withdrawing from the value or vault known as your time. And guess what? They can't deposit your time back. So that's very important that you guys figure out how much you want to be worth per hour and start treating your time like a real hourglass. I want y'all to think about this for a second. If you had an hourglass, right? All the sand is at the top and it's dripping down at the bottom. Once you flip it over and your life ended when the sand literally at the top became zero down. I mean, all of it went through and it was all at the bottom. If you passed away, literally, when the top became the bottom and you saw how much time you have left, would you let people waste your time? That's the difference between wealthy people and people who are not successful financially. Rich people, poor people, how do you want to put it? Successful people, non-successful people, they understand the value of their time. So if you knew for a fact that when the hourglass ran out, the salt in the bottom represented your death and that last little grain from the top represented RIP for you, how much longer would you go around allowing people to waste the sand at the top? Well, guess what, guys? That's not a whole lot further than the truth right now. A lot of you guys are letting people waste your time. And guess what? You really don't know how much time is left in this hourglass. Something can happen to me tomorrow, God forbid. Think about it. You, you just never know. Now, I'm not putting that out in the atmosphere, but I'm just telling you guys, I treat every webinar, I treat every conference call, I treat every client, I treat every customer, I treat every keynote address like it's the last time I'm on stage. Why? Because I understand that hourglass principle. So I ask myself every day, I set priorities. What's the value of my time right now? What's the highest payoff, which is number four? Number four, goal setting, no. Goal achieving, yes. Number four. Concentrate single-mindedly on the highest payoff leading to your goal. I want you guys to concentrate single-mindedly on the highest payoff task leading to your goal. See, what a lot of you guys miss, there's a big difference between activity and accomplishment. I want you to write that down. There's a big difference between activity and accomplishment. A lot of you guys are running but you're running your life on a treadmill. You aren't getting anywhere fast, okay? I, I talked about that on, on webinar part one. Make sure you guys go check that out, okay? The future is now 2016.com and go, to, go register for webinar part one where I talked about activity versus accomplishment and being unbalanced is perfectly fine and how you want to have a whole album and not just a hit single. In other words, wholeness is in balances out. A lot of you guys are running and you running and you running, but you're looking down 
and you're on a treadmill. You're going nowhere fast. You got to run and run and run and run on a track. See, after a while, you'll start to lap the people who laughed at you. See, that's where I'm at. I'm in a stage in my life now where I'm starting to lap some of the people who laughed at me. Some of the people that told me my home-based business won't work. Some of the people that told me residual income is not real. Some of the people who told me I couldn't be a motivational speaker. Brian, you talk too fast. Brian, you too short. Brian, you too dark. See, when you broke, it's called dark. When you wealthy, it's called chocolate. See the difference? Same complexion. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so don't change because the people around you, they're going to change. Yeah, put that in your notes. When you broke, you dark. When you rich, you chocolate. Same complexion. <laughs> so I want you guys to realize that, man. Don't You don't have to change, meaning for other people. The people around you will change because they're forced to contend or deal with your success.